The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. And bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Three times in the Gospel we hear our beloved Lord say three times, peace be with you. Peace be with you. The first words of Jesus after all his apostles had run away, except for John. John was the only one at the foot of the cross. And I don't know about you, but if I ran, ran away from someone out of a fear, someone who I was following, I wasn't there with his mom at the foot of the cross, and I bailed on him, I don't know if I would think that person would step back into my life days later and say, peace be with you. There may be a fear that that person would say, where were you? Why weren't you there? 
But Jesus' message to his whole church and all people are, peace be with you. He is the Prince of Peace. And he came with the desire to pour out his mercy on the whole world. But we have to believe. He wants to increase our faith. He wants us truly to believe in him that we need a savior and we need a savior because sin came into the world and sin put Jesus on the cross. Your sins, my sins, and the sins of the whole world. But he conquered even death itself by going to that cross. And now we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. And we can see in Thomas today he says clearly what a beautiful, beautiful statement it is. And it's with an exclamation point with the, with the gospel. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. This image up here on the screen is a work of Caravaggio. Caravaggio was a painter in the Baroque period. And the Baroque period was the 1600s. And it was meant to wow you. It was art to wow you. He was also very good at a play between darkness and light. For instance, there's another work of him in the denial of Peter in the Vatican Museum. It's a, it's a smaller painting. And it's a painting where the girl who was by the fire who called Peter out saying, you know the man, and Peter said, no, I don't, three times. She had the light of truth on her, and he was in the darkness. What we see in this image here, what's very powerful, you see Thomas, and you see the wrinkles up there, and he's looking, his eyes are big, and he's like pointing, and he's putting his hand, ooh, gross, he's putting his hand on the side. But Jesus literally took it, and if you get a little closer to Jesus' hand, you'll see there's the glorious wound on his hands. If Jesus were ever to appear to you in any vision of any kind, if there are no glorious wounds, I'd run away. Because Jesus took those trophies up to heaven for you and me. And in a moment, we're gonna make an act of faith. We're gonna pray our creed that we pray every Sunday. Hopefully we pray it, not just say it, but we pray it. And in that creed, we'll say, Jesus Christ seated at the right hand of the Father. If he's seated at the right hand of the Father, his mother's to his, his right, and he's showing his Father his glorious wounds. He's showing them to his dad and said, I did that for them. My Lord and my God. Have you had a my Lord and my God moment in your life? Have you had a my Lord and my God moment in your life? Only each one of us can ask that in the depths of our heart. You see, a lot of times with, with, with our beautiful Catholic faith, which is beautiful, right? We go through and we, we go through formation and we're catechized. We learn the faith. We, it goes here. We get it here. We're catechized. We're sacramental. First Holy Communion, confirmation. We've been sacramentalized. I had a wedding earlier today. Sacramentalized. But the deeper question is, have we been evangelized? Has Jesus come into our heart, into the upper room of our heart, and if we had, each one of us, individually, personally, 
a my Lord and my God moment. I can't answer that for you. That's something each one of us need to answer with our Lord. But I'm willing to bet that you have had moments of faith on your journey, as have I, because we're here. Our Lord says to Thomas, Thomas, you believe because you see. Blessed are those who do not see and believe. These little ones who are here today are gonna receive their first Holy Communion. Thanks to their parents or their grandparents that are keeping their promise that they made at the baptismal font. Thank you for keeping that promise. It's meant to be a my Lord, my God moment. Here's a question. And it's a question for each one of us in our heart. And us priests are not, we're not set aside apart from it. Because we can just go through the motions of a mass. We can do a mass and we can be functionaries and do it without any faith, any prayer at all. We can do it, we can look the part. So what I ask you, I ask myself in the same way. When I came into this church in which Jesus Christ is truly present in the tabernacle, the sanctuary lights tell us that, and you preparing for your first Holy Communion have learned that, right? When you see the red light, you know Jesus is in that tabernacle. How was my act of faith? How about my genuflection? Or my bow of reverence to our Lord? I say that because even as a priest, we can get into routine where it's just kind of like, pop, 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 you know, just kind of knocking it out and just like with no prayerful reflection on it. Here's an invitation for you and me to put all that we do, all the actions that we do in our faith, to put meaning behind it and prayer behind it. Imagine if you and I, every time we came into this church, the first thing we did was to acknowledge the presence of God in a special way, sacramentally present. So when I do my genuflection coming into the beginning of Mass, it's not just a performance or a show, but in my heart, I pray, my Lord and my God. We make that act of faith. Imagine if at home, when you break open the living word of God, you parents and, 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 and God parents who've prepared these young ones for their first Holy Communion, May you continue to build up your domestic church and at your dinner tables once or two times a week or even daily, open up the living word of God. And as you open up the living word of God, as a family, pray, my Lord and my God, you're gonna speak to me. Imagine if you and I, all of us who receive Holy Communion this evening, the little ones receive it for the first time, if we were to go out in that parking lot, go to the restaurants that we're going to, and as we open the door for someone else going before us who went to Mass with us, we genuflect before them and say, my Lord and my God, because you little ones, you're becoming walking tabernacles. You're something greater than this tabernacle here. Jesus comes from heaven to earth not to dwell in a golden ciborium but in the tabernacles of our hearts 
to be able to say to those people that we serve in our family as we serve them when it's hard, when it's hard, when we don't want to make the bed in the morning and we know it makes our parents happy, we say, my Lord and my God, I am loving you and my parents. When we have our, 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 our parents who are maybe advanced in age who need a phone call to know that you love them, that you're thinking of them, when we pick up that phone to give them a call, we say, my Lord and my God, you identify yourself with them. Our neighbor or someone who may persecute us or utter any, every kind of evil against us falsely because of you, Lord Jesus, we know that you identify yourself with them and as you prayed for them. My Lord and my God, how can we make that real in our faith? To really, to really be able to make this relation with Jesus real. Jesus is real. He truly is real when we make these acts of faith. They were locked in the upper room. Said in the for fear. I don't know about you. Have you ever been locked for fear? I mean like literally locked, knowing that someone's coming after you. I'd be willing to say probably the vast majority of us haven't. I've got some good friends in the priesthood who I served with over in Rome who were in Africa. And they're in Africa when people were literally coming for them. And they were locked for fear. And our Lord met them there. Is my heart locked up in any way? Do I have any fears? Jesus will step right through even a locked door as he did this evening. Spoke about that in the gospel. He'll step into the upper room of our heart and he wants to say with us, peace be with you. You little ones preparing for your first Holy Communion, I bet you willing to bet that probably you had a little bit of fear the first time you had to go to confession and unlock your heart to God and him alone. But you had the courage to do that. That moment you preparing for your first Holy Communion was not meant to be a one moment thing. Hopefully you continue that practice to be able to go and just tell Jesus, Jesus, I know you love me. I love you and I come to you as an act of faith, not as fear, come to you and I open my heart to you because I know you love me and I need your help. Jesus didn't come into that upper, upper room and breathe on those apostles and say, whose sins you forgiven are forgiven them and whose sins you retained are retained just to say it. He wanted to pardon those sins and he blew his spirit on those first apostles and through the pope, down through the bishops, down to the priests, the sacrament of confession is not something to fear. It's been so beautiful in this church of ours. I had a wedding at two o'clock and people were lining up, going both doors going. It's awesome, a renewal to know that Jesus wants to offer his peace to us, his mercy to us, and he wants to pour it out on the whole world. My brothers and sisters in Christ, 
how can we truly in our daily life pray this prayer, my Lord and my God, and to make each moment a moment to encounter Jesus who is real. You little ones will. You'll recount them right here and please know that you are a witness to us all. As Thomas is looking, the other ones are looking over his shoulder, everybody's gonna be looking at you. And it's Jesus who's gonna be giving himself to you. And you're gonna be a witness. As you say to our Lord in receiving him for the first time, my Lord and my God.